0: Well, this morning is a special and a significant time. And this morning we are going to baptise a number of people. I don't, don't think we've ever had a baptism event in the church where we've had as many people baptised as what we're going to have this morning. So it's special. And we'll get to that in, in five minutes or so. I'm going to invite those people to come out the front. And um, what's going to happen this morning is we're going to, you know, get a look at them all. We're going to, you know, hear their thoughts. Now, some of them may not want to share their thoughts because they're nervous, but I'll ask them a question or two. And then we're going to have a prayer for everyone that's here. And then after that, we're going to go to Kemp Beach where we will do the actual baptisms. So um, it just has proven a little tricky to have them here, even though you see water out the window and all of that. But it turns out that Kemp Beach is the place. So if you don't know where that is, that's where we have our church picnics. And if you go to the highway, you go that way towards Yipoon. It's just a couple of beaches over. It's about three or four kilometers. And um, so where we have the church picnics, you turn in, just park there, walk down to the beach. It is low tide at the moment, so we will be walking out a little bit, but it's much better there than here. If you look at the ocean right here, you'll be like walking half a kilometer and then the water will only be three inches deep. So you could almost walk all the way to that little island out there. In fact, Some people have even done that just because they want to say they've done it. So we won't be having baptisms here, it just doesn't work. Um, So it'll be Kemp Beach. And um, so once we've finished with the formal proceedings here, we'll, we'll make our way down there and then we're going to um, proceed to baptise people one by one. And what we're going to do when we get there is we we won't have any testimonies, we'll have done them here, but we're going to take people out into the ocean one by one, we're going to baptise them and then we're going to have a prayer for each of them. It won't be a long prayer like we would often pray in church, but it'll be a short prayer and the thought that comes to the mind of Jonathan, Maxwell and myself as we baptise we believe will be the thought that comes from the Lord and we're going to pray that over that person. Almost like a prophecy, but it's a prayer. And that's what we're going to do. I feel it's going to be um, just the thing. So that's what's going to happen. And then after that, we'll make our way back here and it'll be lunchtime. So before we invite um, the people up the front, I just wanted to say a few thoughts about baptism itself. One of the... One of the you know, if you're you a baby and you get baptised in a, in a traditional denomination, Catholic, Anglican, Methodist, whatever, baby knows nothing about baptism, right? So knowledge is not a prerequisite for being baptised in those systems. But then later on, the little child gets older and they teach it a whole bunch of stuff and then they have a confirmation where the little child, sometimes they're 10 or 12 by this point, they, in theory, learn what they've you know, learn what it was all about, and they agree that's what, uh, you know, I agree that what happened to me was what I wanted kind of thing. It's an in hindsight thing. Um, so in that system, you don't need to know, you don't need to understand what t- baptism's about to do it. There's actually nothing wrong with that thought, the thought that you don't need to understand it to do it. We baptise people as what we call, we call it believers baptism because we, we want people to consent to the idea of baptism as like, that's the requirement for baptism. So all the way through the Bible, you see that. You know, John the Baptist is standing at the Jordan River and he's saying to people, repent. And so the people would consent to come and be baptized. So their, the only condition for them in that moment was, they agreed to be baptized. They, even in that story, They didn't have to understand everything about it. Do you know what I'm saying? The key component is not that you understand everything about baptism. Especially if you're a little child. Like there's some people going to be baptised today like Karis. Who she isn't going to know everything about baptism that there is to know. She's going to learn many of those things as she goes through her life. And she's going to discover how meaningful an event baptism was for her. And will continue to be for her. So if you're thinking to yourself right now I can't be baptised because I don't know enough about it, you're just giving yourself an extra requirement that isn't in the Bible. It's not in the Bible for anyone. It wasn't in the Bible for John's baptism. It wasn't, it's not in the vast majority of Christians in the world, baptised babies, they know nothing. It's, it's never been a requirement that you know. Now we have a system in our church where we if someone wants to be baptised we say oh here's John, Dad's book on baptism, go and read that. We're not, saying, we're not going to stop doing that because the book is so helpful, so wonderful, it'll teach you a lot of things. And yes, it's best to know what there is to know, of course. But if you are saying to yourself, well, I haven't read John's book, so I can't be baptised, well, that's not a reason to not be baptised. And um, so a few years ago, I was doing a subject in college called... Cross-cultural communication. And it doesn't sound like a Christian subject. It sounds like just a regular university subject. But they were talking about communication and they were using it for the purposes of preaching the gospel. Sometimes you've got people in church that are from other cultures. And in that subject, I learned something that changed my perspective about baptism forever. I learned that in the Chinese culture and in a lot of cultures, baptism is the way they become a Christian. That's a funny thing to say. But we, um, in our culture, we have this idea that, you you know, how you become a Christian is you say a prayer and and you give your heart to the Lord and now you're a Christian. So that's the process. You know, you might get invited out the front of church. But then later on at some point, you'll say, oh, now I'm going to obey the Lord and be baptised. But in the Chinese culture, for you to become a Christian You get baptized that's the way you become a christian in their culture or in a lot of asian cultures and i it was it was a missionary that was working in china that was talking about cross-cultural communication he was saying that whenever someone wants to become a christian we go and baptize them and i realized huh it's not right for me to say to someone you can't be baptized because you don't know enough about it yet and we had some. We have some Chinese people that are connected with the church a year or two ago and they wanted to be baptised and Noel was a bit concerned they didn't understand what they were doing and I, luckily I'd done that course and I said to Noel, no, this is them saying I want to follow the Lord. That's what they're saying by being baptised. They don't know everything about it but for them it was just their way of saying I want to be a Christian. And I think there's something wonderfully simple and beautiful about that. So it's at its very base level, being baptised is saying, I want to follow the Lord. That's what it's saying. Now, you may have already said you want to follow the Lord, so now you've just got to catch up with your baptism and obey the Lord because He did say to do it. You know, Matthew 28. And also, Jesus' example in Matthew 4. He was baptised, so you want to follow the Lord's example, follow Jesus into the waters of baptism. Now, if you don't count the Lord destroying the world with a giant flood as a baptism, which some people think that's the first baptism in the Bible, I'm not sure about that. But if you don't count that, the first baptism in the Bible is where the children of Israel went through the Red Sea and the Lord took this rabbley bunch and he gave them a new identity and they came out as a nation, a holy nation. Now if you were one of the Israelites, you didn't have a choice about that because you were just, just some kid that's in that group of people. You're going through the Red Sea whether you like it or not. And you're coming out the other side and you're a part of the new nation, you know, whether you like it or not. I mean, face it, you're not going to stand there and everyone else is going to go through the Red Sea and you're going to stand there and face the Egyptians. You know, you're not going to do it. You're going to go through the Red Sea. So that's the first baptism in the Bible. And so we can learn something from that. What we learn is that baptism is about making you a part of God's nation or God's holy people. That's what that first baptism is teaching us. With the first baptism, everyone had no choice. They just all got pushed into it. But now, that was an example to us, everyone has a choice. So baptism is about saying you are a part of God's family, you're a part of God's holy nation, and you have a choice to go through the waters or not to go through the waters. But if you don't go through the waters, what you're facing is the evil horde of the enemy army on, you know, left on this bank. You know, the Egyptians, represent the devil and, and you know all the evil things that, that the devil's trying to do but you have the choice of escaping what the devil's doing and going through those waters of baptism and becoming a part of God's nation. Who wouldn't want to do that? So it's a, it's a beautiful Old Testament picture of what baptism is. It's a taking a whole of your life and putting it into God's nation, into God's people, into God's family. That's what baptism is. There's a lot to learn about baptism. There's so, I preached to a sermon last year on three, three Old Testament baptisms. So that was one, Naaman's baptism was another, and Aaron's baptism was another. Go and listen to that some, somewhere on our website. Baptism is a highly meaningful thing, and this morning isn't really the time for us to delve into it. But when someone is baptised, like they're going to be this morning, they're undertaking something that is very significant, very important, the Lord's doing something at work in their life, even though to external appearances, they're just getting wet. But no, there's more going on than just getting wet. There's things at play. The heart is surrendering to the Lord. There's obedience. The Lord's dealing with the heart. When Jesus was baptised, the Holy Spirit was given. So the Holy Spirit is given to those who are baptised. So lots of things are happening. And so this morning, it's just enough to know that it's a step of faith, a step of obedience, It's a joining of that person's life publicly into the faith. And one of the key components about baptism is that it's public. It's a public declaration. It's something you do in front of others. And so that's why we often do it in a church uh, situation. So I'm going to invite all of those. And if if you're just changing your mind right now and saying, I want to be a part of it, great. Come on up the front. So I'd like to invite everyone to come on up the front and just line up across the front here. And we're gonna just take a few minutes and just hear from those who are, you know, wanting to surrender their life to the Lord today. Let's make a line. Wow, we have a crowd. Maybe along, along the front here, yeah. This is a marvellous line. And uh, I've got a couple of my own kids that want to be as well, but we're saving them up for a few weeks when we get back to church for other reasons. So there would otherwise have been even more. But what have we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. That's amazing. Um, we could do a quick altar call. Any more? <laughs> Are you teetering on the edge? Just say yes. <laughs> Uh, If you haven't been baptised, seriously, it's as easy as just saying, Lord... You know, there's that story in the Bible of the guy in the chariot. This is Acts chapter 8. And, you know, he's... They're basically driving along and Philip says to him, look, here's some water. Why not just get baptised? It's as simple as that. Just down the road is some water. A few kilometres away. Let's just get you baptised. So if you're teetering, this is your chance. So what we're going to do is some... Some here have thoughts to share, okay? We're going to go along and hear them. Other people do not have thoughts to share, but I'm just going to ask them a quick question. Do you have some thoughts? You do.
1: Um, I've been reading um, John L.A.'s baptism book this week, and there was a few things that stood out to me. And the reasons I want to be baptised is first to uh, um, obey God's commandment, to obey God, and also... um, to die in my old life and to be raised in my new life and I want to make the public declaration that um, I want to follow Jesus and I, that's it today I have been chosen to be baptised because I have gone through this life and found Jesus is the only way I've been thinking about being baptized for a while and I've decided that I want to go through this life with Jesus Christ, doing everything for Him, praising and worshiping Him, listening to Him and finding an understanding through Him. To me, Jesus is absolutely amazing and He loves us no matter what. Today, I chose a Bible verse for me to recognize why I want to get baptized. There's a Bible verses 1 Corinthians 12 to 13. For one spirit, we were all baptized into one body and we were made to drink. Of one spirit to me this Bible verse means no matter what you look like or what happened to you you can repent and be forgiven and we are one through differences and we are and once we are baptized we can we are cleansed and we can live in eternity with the one and only God so today as we go through this baptism ceremony I'm ready to serve God and live for him
0: So so Chloe you're wanting to be baptized yes and you love the lord yeah well that's wonderful we're looking forward to that
1: today i'm getting baptized i have been asking forever (laughs) i I got saved last year and now i want to be baptized for a new life this is why i want to be baptized
0: do you have
1: Um, so I've been wanting to get baptized for a while now, but I guess I was just kind of like, um, like, like, I like was waiting until I felt, um, like worthy or like I was good enough or like I had off something to give to God. But recently I've just been thinking that like, it's not really about me. It's like God is good and God is faithful. So I want to give my life to him and serve him because that's something Yeah, that I want to devote my life to. Um, I want to be baptized because um, when you get baptized, you decide that I want to follow God. Like when you're a kid and you grow up in a Christian family, you're taken to church every week and the decision is made for you. But by being baptized today, I decide that um, I'm going to follow Jesus through everything. I've been wanting to get baptized for a little while now. I've just been a bit nervous about taking that extra step towards God, but I've just decided to take it now. And I am just so gracious that I've had this opportunity.
0: Good job.
1: I have just decided to be baptized because I want to follow Jesus. I want to obey Jesus for the rest of my life. Um, I'm right here today because I've decided that I'm going to be baptised out of an act of obedience and submission to follow God for the rest of my
2: days.
0: Good
2: job. Yeah, well so, um, yeah I've, as a baby I was baptised in a, in a Methodist church actually, but um, I don't, didn't know a thing about it. It was more for, it was for me too, I know, but it was more for my parents' sake, that, that if something happened to me it, it, as an infant, then I'd be sort of covered, maybe. <laughs> but, um, you know, as a youth too, I, I believed in myself and I trusted myself, and that's about all I believed in. Um, and as a result, you sort of become a, a sinner. And it got to that stage where I probably thought, uh, no one can, can forgive me with my sins but I had a um, a situation where Christ actually appeared to me and said, showed me that I, my sins could be f- forgiven and have been forgiven. So um, I just wanted today to show that, um, God, what, to thank God for everything he's done for me, everything he's doing and everything he's going to do for me. Um, as Christa said about um, God in creation, I've got a real f- thing for that too and especially in the water so when David said that um, the baptism was going to be in the in the in water not not just in a pool I, um, I really thought this is the time this is meant for me so today I'm here to publicly declare that the Lord is my saviour he's my protector and um, I just am truly grateful for it thank you
1: A little girl. I was a baby long way back. I was Catholic before, and but then mum dad was there before I had baby long back. So I'm doing again because God asked me for it, and I'm blessed and everything they want. So I want to do it. So it's my life.
3: Ali's just said something, can I share something? Yeah. Ali's just said something really profound. Um, when Ali had to have heart surgery at three and a half months, Father Dan came up and baptised her before she had to go down to be, uh, you know, have her operation. And she had two holes in a leaking valve and they they healed the two holes and um, she had a little leaking valve, but they said it was okay. We went for, um, a, a visit at the Prince Charles a week ago. Regular checkup, we've moved away. And uh, the surgeons, the specialist said that she needs uh, open heart surgery again because of the valves leaking severely. And it's just hit me that she's about to be baptized again (laughs) before this, so I think think that's pretty profound, isn't it? But we're praying for healing anyway, so. But yeah, sorry about that, it just dawned on me. Um, the reason I'm being baptised this way is because I was baptised as a Catholic um, and I gave my heart to Jesus a long time ago but in this church since we've become part of the family of peace, I've learned so much and to follow the Lord and do what he says is an act of obedience and love and devotion and I think it's sealing my my faith and my love and. I promise to him that I'll follow him always. Mm.
1: I want to be baptized because I want to make the public statement of my faith to say I want to follow Jesus the rest of my days. I don't just want to be something that mum and dad drag me around to. I want to make the decision myself. I want to be baptized because a long time ago, um, it feels to me that baptizing people is like people being reborn and being reborn for Christ. And a long time ago, I was laying down in bed in the middle of the night and I heard this voice saying, Jackson. So then I head under the blankets (laughs) and then the next day I went to see my friend Judson and he said, it's not um, that scary, just say, the Lord is there for you and say, um, he's there
0: for you. Yeah. Uh, good on you. Good effort. Well, it's wonderful having such a, f- Look, the Lord's doing so many things and so many people all at once. Isn't that amazing? And, uh, it's amazing how he can juggle, like, you know, like, has anyone tried juggling? The Lord is juggling all of our lives at once, like a billion, eight billion ball juggler, like, unbelievable. So, God's a genius. So uh, we're going to have a prayer, right? So what we're going to do right now is we're going to, you can join, join us in a united prayer. We're going to pray and it's a blessing over everyone that's here standing out the front, and then of course you'll get a second prayer when we are down at the beach, okay? But one of the, one of the components, this is, a, this is a chance to pray every blessing you can think of for them because that's what we would normally do at a baptism is every conceivable blessing that comes to mind, we're giving it to them by faith. Baptism is supposed to come with blessings. It's a means of grace. It's one of the two things. Now, I know Catholics have seven sacraments. The whole sacraments discussion is another thing. But there are two sacraments that Jesus himself did. You know, there are all these other sacraments like Marriage, Jesus didn't do them. Like, but there are two sacraments of the seven that Jesus did himself and we're told to do ourselves. That's baptism and communion. So there's something very meaningful about baptism because Christ himself did it. And so when Christ was baptised, we see the Holy Spirit came upon him. He got power. Like a whole bunch of stuff happened to him. We're going to believe for graces to be at work. It's supposed to impart graces. So join me in a prayer. Let's bless these people. Let's be believing for them right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the 14 people standing here. Lord, we thank you that they've surrendered their hearts to you this morning. Each one with their own story and their own reasons and their own timing. Lord, I thank you for it all. And Father, I ask you to bless each one of them right now with the Holy Spirit. I ask you, Paul, you, you put your hand upon them. Lord, just as you have guided them to this moment, guide them from this moment forward. Lord, I pray they would hear the voice of the Lord. They would know your ways. They would be brought into a fresh revelation of the love of Christ. You would strengthen Their hands in doing what's right. I pray they would come to know the Lord and love your ways and love the church and have increased faith and have power and grace added to them. Lord, we pray your blessing would be upon them all in every way. Strengthen them, enrich them, lift them up in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. Well, this is a wonderful moment. So, what we're going to do is we're going to make our way to Kent Beach. We'll gather there in about 15 minutes or so from now. What I'd like to do is we're going to, Jonathan and I are going to baptise everyone. Let me just give a quick little instruction here. Is that okay? Be practical. We're going to start from um, oldest to youngest because baptising so many people, we might get worn out. So we might as well get easier as we go along, right? (laughs) So so we'll end up with the lightest at the end. And um, so we're going to go oldest to youngest. And normally with baptisms at church, we just have one person doing the baptizing in our little tank. But Jonathan and I are gonna do it together. We'll stand one on each side. Normally we have a special technique for doing it with one person. But what we're gonna ask you to do is just to cross your hands like this, like you would do in the Catholic church when you're getting a blessing. And then you can just lay back and we can hold you by one arm from each side and lift you back up, okay? And we'll try to time it in between waves. So we'll do our best to have it nicely timed. And, you know, who knows, maybe a dolphin will jump out behind you or something like that. Or, who knows? Yeah, a butterfly will fly along. Anyway, there's something about being in nature. You're right. And Jesus was baptised in nature, so it's a thing. So we'll just, uh, we'll get you to, um, all the candidates, we'll get you to make a bunch just on the edge of the water. And then just come in one by one as... Um, as we proceed through, and then everyone else can stand nearby. Feel free to take a bucket load of photos, and whatever photos you take, please send them to photosatpeace.org.au, so we've got a copy of those. That would be great. So we will um, make your way to your car, your cars, and we will see you there in about 15 minutes.